0: welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shannick. And we appreciate you for listening, and we appreciate you leaving a review or sharing it on your social media.
1: Every share counts. Yeah, every share counts. And we also appreciate those of you who have reached out through text. I know when an episode really like hits home with you, a few of you have been reaching out and those are always encouraging. Those are our favorite texts. So yeah.
0: encourage us, please, <laughs> please no.
1: Yeah. So oh. what we got question of the week. Question of the week. What is your favorite movie quote of all time? Oh man. So for me, I'm going to give a movie quote and I want to give a TV show quote because I just heard it and it's been like directing my life right now. So the movie quote is uh, gladiator. Oh. Russell Crowe. Are you in, in the very, no, well, that's good too. But no, in the very beginning, it's the fight scene and he's like rallying his men and he says, Brothers, what we do echoes in eternity. Love and then it. they go out and just slay, right? And it's just freaking <laughs> awesome. Like, man. But I, man, I started watching this show called Ted Lasso. And it's on Apple TV. It's about the soccer
0: coach, right? Yeah.
1: An American football coach who goes over and coaches soccer in England, but he knows nothing about soccer. And it's, I can't even give away like the whole plot right now. I thought it was a movie. It's a TV show? It's a TV show. It's one season. Season two comes out, I think in July. Was it on Prime? No, Apple TV Apple TV. Okay. And uh, man, it's so awesome. But this guy's like the ultimate optimist. And he has one-liners. Dude, it's like so weird the first two or three episodes, but you got to just keep watching and you just get hooked and fall in love with this guy. But at the very end, the very last episode, he's talking to his team and he says this quote, he says, be curious, not judgmental. And Mm. I'm like, man, when I was journaling through my sabbatical and I was watching the show, man, it took up a whole page because I'm like, yes, like, why isn't the church like this? Come on. Like, be curious, not judgmental. Like, be okay to be teachable. Be okay to hear new things. Be okay to be curious and search out truth and what the Spirit's saying to you. And just this whole idea, man, stop judging people, like be curious, not judgmental. And man, it's kind of like the new motto of my life. Hmm. Be curious, not judgmental. I love it. So anyway, what do you got?
0: Uh, Mine aren't gonna be any like (laughs) inspirational like That's okay, I think I already know where you're going. I mean, I love Chris Farley, but I also love Dumb and Dumber, favorite movie of all time. So anything from Jim Carrey, probably okay, kill him. I say that all the time. Yeah,
1: And just so everyone knows like, doing life with Corey and working with Corey in the office. I know he just said that quote, but I think like that's like half of his vocabulary is dumb and dumber quotes. It it really is. (laughs) Goodbye, my love. Yo, my God, you say that one. Dude, you can just keep going. What else you got? your
0: lips. Shh, just go. I've taught my kids that whenever I'm talking too much, Scarlett will grab my lips and go, shh just go and instead of getting upset it makes me so happy all right
1: Was what there? else you got give me a couple more skis both of them <laughs>
0: both of them yours
1: <laughs> oh
0: just give me the damn number <laughs>
1: oh, yeah he's on fire
0: yeah all oh. day long i quote dumb and dumber all day long yeah love it
1: man what are we talking
0: about in today's episode today man we just got done as a church doing a sermon series titled love does named after the book by bob Goff. if you haven't read the book by Bob Goff, Love Does, and he also has a, a sequel to that book called Everybody Always. Always yep. He is not a pastor; he's a lawyer, and he is an incredible storyteller. So I love his writing. I love his sermons when he does go and guest preach with with uh, churches. Mm-hmm. But he is simple. He doesn't overcomplicate things. He reminds people that it's not about you know disagreeing over theology or being controversial. It's following Christ is simple because it's all about love. Now it's hard yeah, to do, right? But the gospel message is simple. Love does. John thirteen thirty five. the only way that people know you're a disciple of Jesus is by your love for one another, not not by how much you attend church or give or read the Bible or memorize all that stuff that are, are, are good things. Right. But yeah. yeah and you said does. it true. Like,
1: man, his stories are incredible. And when you read the book, like five chapters in, you're like, there's no way all this stuff happens to this dude. Right. And he's a part of these things, but he's writing and it man, you can't help it. like uh, put yourself in the story too. And he's that good of a storyteller. But yeah, like he's all about love. He's all about life. Like just go live your life mm-hmm. and treat people right and mm-hmm. show the light of Jesus. And ultimately we know, right? First John says that God is love, God is light, God is life. Yeah, Those are the three things that God is. So why aren't we about all those things? Yep, I love it. And as a
0: church, we had this idea that this year was gonna be around this idea of come and see. And we adopted that for our Rise Camp, which we just had just last week, the Rise Camp 2021. It was amazing. And the idea around this come and see is my whole life growing up in ministry and then going to seminary was all about trying to get people to come and see your church service. Right. Come and see and be a part. And we've kind of switched that. And instead of inviting people to church, what we've told for the last several weeks over and over again is stop inviting people to church and start inviting people into your life. Yeah. Instead of, hey, come and see what we do on Sunday mornings, come and see my life. Yeah. And eventually, if they're a part of your life and love the way that you love people, because if you're loving Christ, or if you're loving people like Christ loved you, people will be drawn to you. They'll eventually want to be a part of the communities that you're a part of, and that includes church. Right. And so we had this incredible experience just with these youth, was really challenging them to be the types of people that are attractive. And in my opinion, the most attractive character trait is compassion. Like you, you will never be able to attract people to your life or you'll never be able to love people. Well, if you don't have compassion for people who look like who don't look like you don't believe like you don't vote like you don't think like you. Right.
1: And compassion is, um, it's not talking about loving someone. That's not showing compassion for someone. Yeah. Right. Um, it's actually doing something. Yeah. Compassion isn't, oh, I feel bad
0: for that person and then not doing anything.
1: Right. So I think, do you want to tell your story right now? or You're going to make me tell this story? I wasn't yeah, planning I, on telling this story. I put it story. down in my notes to have have you tell this story. I know you story planning on it. This story
0: is provocative.
1: I know. But some people that are our listeners have heard it, but there are those that have not heard this story yet. And I think it'd be a good time to tell this oh story, especially because we're talking about compassion and how compassion is an action it's not just talking about love it's
0: showing love i'll tell this story and i'll know if you're listening because you will definitely text me if you know me (laughs) going back to the beginning so i played hockey at liberty university and it was my senior year we traveled to university of oklahoma big rivalry game for us it's the last regular season games before we go to the national tournament this, this year, we were ranked fourth in the country, invited to the national tournament the next weekend. Big deal. So we, we were pumped and ready to yeah. go. So we fly out to Oklahoma. And we, we get pumped the first night, Friday night. They beat us 6-2. And we play again on Saturday night. We beat them 6-2. So the guys are feeling good, you know, go, going out end of the season on a victory, going to the national tournament the next week. And so we go out to what we learned was this line dancing club. Okay. We're in Oklahoma and right. you got to remember on a hockey team, most of these kids are Northern guys. You know, I'm or one from, of three Americans on the team. Canadian. Yeah. All of them are Canadian. Yeah. We don't do much with the country folk. Right. <laughs> so we get in there and we have track suits on, right? Cause in, in hot, you, you wear like these matching yeah, tracksuits. So we stuck out like a sore thumb. We walk into this place, dude, I just let go, bro. I bust the move. Probably people were probably like, wow, that guy is drunk. No, that's just me. If you know me, people ask all the time when they see me at weddings, they're like, how much have you had to drink? I'm like, none, dude. Like, <laughs> let's go. This is a yeah. party. And so, I mean, we start line dancing. I get this guy's cowboy hat. We are throwing down for like two hours. We work up an appetite. So me and a couple of buddies, we we start walking back to the hotel. We come across this Whataburger. Yeah. Okay. burger. I've never heard of Whataburger until this moment. It, it was good going down, but. I fall asleep in the hotel room, right? Wake up about four, 5 a.m. We have to be in the lobby at 6 a.m. to catch our flight back home. And I am running to the bathroom, projectile vomiting. Okay. Now I'm known to exaggerate stories. This is not an exaggeration. I pretty much hit everything but the toilet. Like, I couldn't get there in time. Walls, shower, kitchen, uh, kitchen I in the kitchen. hotel. In the hotel, oh, it was man. World I feel War Three, so bro. Bad for that cleaning lady. Oh, that's another word morning. I say all the time.
1: Housekeeping.
0: That's Tommy <laughs> yeah. Boy, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Anyways, yeah, I don't clean up. It's a hotel. Some lady is still talking about this. Happened like eleven years ago. Is still talking about this one time when she had to go in and just barf everywhere. So I get to the lobby six a.m. Tell my coaches I'm I'm struggling like. I think I got food poisoning. I, I've been vomiting all morning. They get me this little trash bag. We get to the to the uh, airport. I'm leaning up against the bay windows, you know, that you mm-hmm. look out to the airplanes as, as people loading. All my teammates are over there. I'm holding a trash bag, have a trash can next to me.
1: And your teammates are just making fun of you. Teammates are making you. fun of me. I mean, guys I that, 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 that have life. already
0: graduated are calling me and like making puke noises because they think <laughs> it's funny. Because, you know, Dave Semenina is on our team. And if you don't know Dave, Dave might be the funniest human being on the planet, but he's given it to me. And, and rightfully so, you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy, if it was anybody else, I'd right. be doing the same thing. Yep. So gotta be a good sport about it. But the other plane starts loading and there's this chick in line, very, very pretty girl. And uh, you know, I don't struggle with confidence at this time. Shoot your shot, right? You miss hundred percent of the shots. You don't you don't take Wayne Gretzky, Michael <laughs> Scott. So I start talking to this girl, hey, how you doing? She's like, hey, you're not feeling good. Like, oh, baby it up. Dude, in mid conversation, projectile vomit. I managed to turn my head enough, but I spray the windows. Okay. (laughs) My teammates are dying. My coaches are pissed. I guarantee you. (laughs) They called me Ricer. They came over. Ricer, you're holding a trash bag.
1: And you don't throw up. You have a
0: trash can next to you and you spray the window, right? I got puked dripping down my lips. I still look up at this girl. I'll never forget her Her look. <laughs> she looked at me with sorry, utter, utter disgust. Like, are you kidding me right now? So we board the plane, right? The stewardess comes by, I'm holding the trash bag. Oh, you're nervous to fly. I'm like, I want to cuss her out so bad. No, I got food poison, right? I remember this day like it was yesterday because we were flying home on Sunday. It was February 28th, 2010. And the reason why I know that date is because Team USA was playing Team Canada in the Olympic gold medal game in Vancouver, British Columbia. That night. Wow. And it was a big deal because there's a lot of trash talk with Canadians and Americans on this hockey team. And Americans have never been good. We're kind of good. But Canadians are the best hockey players in the world. And so there's a lot of trash talk. We end up losing the game in overtime. 3-2. Still remember it. But I remember the replay because I did not get to watch the game live. We landed. I drink a half a bottle of NyQuil. Pass out. Okay, I'm in my bed. I wake up at 3.31 in the morning, Monday morning. You're like, how do you remember that? Because what I'm about to tell you is the ultimate scarring moment of my life. 3.31, I saw the red blinking lights. I'm covered in poo. And
1: then you're like, what is that smell?
0: I'm No, no, you got ahead of it. Oh, I'm okay. covered in poo. My first thought was, Dave's a jerk. He pooped in my bed. Like, who pooped in my bed? <laughs> like, this is not a funny prank. When I come to I realize yeah. this is me. This oh, is no. disgusting. So I'm like grabbing all of my sheets and my pajamas. I'm just going to throw it all out. I'm praying, God, please don't let Dave wake up. If Dave wakes up, I'll never hear the You'll end of it. Never live it down. Jesus didn't answer that prayer. I'm in the living room and Dave yells from his bedroom. Like 3:30 something in the morning. 3:40 in the morning, whatever. Yeah. What is that smell? He comes running out, catches me. <laughs>
1: in you my just most naked.
0: vulnerable moment naked with my sheets all your sheets poo. and
1: clothes and stuff when he
0: tells the story he says i have a chunk a, a turd on my calf okay
1: <laughs> our listeners are like what the frick is going on right now he catches oh me
0: gosh. i'm in my most vulnerable moment of my life and what does a 22 year old who just crapped his bed do i start crying Dave, don't don't tell nobody. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is, I, this, this is what happened. Dave, for the next two years, introduced me as, hey, this is my buddy, Corey. Ask him about the time he pooped his bed. And the first question told me is me it's like, oh, how old are you? Four, five, six? Yeah, 22, 22 years old. So I ended up throwing all this sheets out. It was awful. I ended up selling that bed the with a poop stain yeah. to my ex-girlfriend's little sister for 50 bucks. Oh my gosh. The best part of the story. But what's even incredible, okay, I, I tell that story. That week was, I think it was like my fifth semester in Greek. And this entire semester, all we did since, you know, we've worked our way up in the language is we would take Greek words and we would study them for a day or a week or right. several weeks right? because like, have we, as we've talked about in this show is Greek words, they can be translated different differently depending on the context or depending on the author or the translation. And because Greek is a dead language, it can mean multiple different things. And so certain words get translated as one way in one passage of scripture. And then that same Greek word gets translated something completely different in another passage. And so we would dissect these. And that week that we were in uh, in class, we were looking at the Greek word for compassion. And what blew my mind about this Greek word is the definition, the literal definition of the Greek word compassion literally means your inner bowels. And it was like one of those light bulb aha moments, oh my goodness, not only is this the most embarrassing moment of my life, but now I'm gonna have a story to tie in this revelation. Right. But when compassion, if it's your inner bowels, that means every single time you are filled with compassion, it forces an action just like food poisoning. In fact, there's five places in the scriptures in the Gospels, where Jesus is, the Scriptures literally say Jesus was moved with or filled with compassion, right. and every single time he does a miracle, right. he heals a blind guy. In Luke chapter seven, he raises a dead boy from the dead, which yeah. is one of my favorite stories because then both audiences—the ones that were hyped up, the crowd that was hyped, and the crowd that was in a funeral—both uh, crowds are in awe and then praise God and celebrate. Yeah. And the five
1: thousand, he began to to begin to teach and do miracles. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: every so five different stories. Uh, I don't. I have them in my notes in my Bible, but I don't have that with me. I, I could share it with you if you're interested. But all five instances when it tells us that he's filled with compassion, he does a, he does a miracle. And I remember sitting in those Greek classes that week, being like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I was, I just experienced food poisoning where I couldn't control my actions. Right. Okay. No, no one wants to poop in their bed on purpose. But when I recognized and tied that revelation into man, when I recognize that I'm loved. And my job as a Christian is to show compassion and love people well. It always will produce a fruit. Always. Yeah. It'll always force me into an action. And sometimes those actions are uncomfortable, but they're so necessary if we want to expand the kingdom of God.
1: Right. I love that. And I love the tie into that story. <laughs> and I'm sure like our listeners are like, Why is he telling this? But yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> like, yeah, compassion, <laughs> even that word means to force an action. Yeah. And love does. Love does. Love acts love goes out of the way, love forgives, love does so many things and it's all like an action. And it's what shows people like who Jesus really is when, yeah. we're, when we're loving love our it. brothers and sisters and the people that we meet.
0: And so we were challenged as a church, if you're a part of the Hill City community, you know, if you don't know, now you know, is we're doing something we've never done before as a church for the entire month of July, we've canceled our Sunday morning services to actually do love in the community. Right. And so why don't you share a little bit of what we're doing?
1: Well, we've been talking about how we're the church. This building isn't the the church The people are for years, for decades. Other churches say it, but we're actually going to put action behind Mm -hmm. those words and say, you know, it's not all about the building. It's Mm -hmm. not just about us coming together. Now I love coming together and I love worshiping together and I love just opening the word together. I love all that, but it has to be more than that. And so to really drive this point home that we're the church we wanted to just be the community in the community and so yeah man we're going to be at uh one of the biggest uh parks in new albany which just happens to be called community park Mm -hmm. so it's our uh, our community in community at community love Love that and uh it's going to be july 4th and we're just going to grill out have games 11 a.m to 1 p.m yeah free food sampene community park on grantline road and free food and just hang out with the church and hopefully we'll be able to Love on some other families there, invite them to just eat with us and just hang with us. No agenda. No yeah. one's our assignment there and just have fun. Yeah. And the
0: next weekend, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, we believe that life is better connected and we recognize that sometimes in a service structure, you can't always connect with people. Right. So here's an opportunity for the full month to connect with people. So, right. right. And we have too.
1: conversation and get to know yeah. the people that you worship with and come to Hill City with yeah. and do life with. And the next week we're going to be at this water park yeah. and we're just going to pay for the first 200 people through the door, whether that's our church community, whether that's the community, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And we're just going to let our kids run, swim, have fun, like hang out. And, uh, hopefully we'll just recognize, man, we're with people Yeah, and we're the church. And so people are with church and hopefully they'll get loved on. And again, not with some assignment or agenda, yeah. like, Hey, yeah. let's go down and see how many people we can maybe try to baptize in the, in the little lazy river. Like that ain't why we're going right. Like if that happens, freaking awesome. Yeah. But if it doesn't happen, it's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, Like, <laughs> you know, and so I love that. And then the third week, man, we are celebrating our 40 year anniversary. Crazy as a church. Yeah. Um, our community has been meeting as a Bible study a little longer than that, but officially uh, we had our first services here. July 21st, 1981. And so, uh, 40 years, and we will be just in the parking lot again. No services in the building. We're going to be the church outside, yeah, hanging free out, food. having fun. Real, yeah, Cosmos
0: chicken, fistful tacos, free food, Kona ice, yeah, inflatables. Just again, another opportunity for people to connect.
1: Yeah. And then uh, the last uh, Sunday of July, we're going to be at a ministry partner of ours called Jacob's Well. And remember, love does, and so, uh, love does service and mm-hmm. serves. And so, we're going to go out and serve, and we're going to have landscaping projects and paint projects and weeding projects and cutting wood projects. Like just be there, help them uh, update their facility, which needs it. And we're just going to go show, show love that way as the church in the community. And we could have
0: done all of these events on different days or different, like we could have done it Sunday night. But the reason why we chose to do it Sunday morning is because we wanted this value and principle instilled into our people. Is that the right? Instilled, installed, no instilled, instilled into our people that, Yes, we love the services and we will probably always do services, but sometimes what's more important is doing love. Mm -hmm. And we want to be flexible with this and show that this is a high priority for us so much so that we're willing to do this during our services instead of having services because we see the value of it. Yeah. Kind of just getting away from the structure of repetition. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just a reminder that, hey, we're the church and we're going to go be the church wherever we're at. Whatever time, whatever location, doesn't matter.
0: So look out for somebody today. How can you be compassionate? Because you find people every single day in your works, in your schools, wherever you're at in your home, that you can go out of your way to show the love and compassion of Jesus.
1: Yeah, and we are spirit-led people, and the spirit will open up different opportunities for us to love someone. And so just be mindful of that. And I promise you, if you're paying attention to it, you'll see people that need love, man, all over the place. Yeah. So do what we close with every single week. out of that, just know you're loved. There's and there's nothing, nothing you can do about, about it. it. Look at that. I love it.